This week's sponsor is HiPath, two-in-one luggage. If you dream about traveling the world with carry-on only, go to Amazon and type in H-Y-P-A-T-H to check out their unique design and use coupon code JohnnyFD for 10% off. That's H-Y-P-A-T-H on Amazon. Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, where we interview location-independent entrepreneurs that travel the world like a boss by being their own boss. Here's your host, Johnny FD. Hey guys, it's Johnny and welcome to episode 209 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm out here in Bali at the dropshipping retreat and I met a really interesting guest. His name is Armit. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Johnny. It's a real pleasure. Dude, when you told me your story and how you ended up here, it, was, it really blew my mind and I really wanted to share it with everyone. Oh, okay, thank you very much. Um, first of all, I will say that um, you are my inspiration. So I really thank you for uh, whatever you're putting out there. So um, yeah, so I am really thankful to you. But uh, yeah, so after three years, finally, I'm in Bali in the retreat. So I'm enjoying it. Well, welcome. You, you've uh, earned it. You worked hard. Yeah, I'll say, I, I won't lie, it wasn't easy, um, but um, people like uh, a person like me uh, who had no technical uh, background, so it is very hard for me, So, but still, um, because of Anton's course, uh, it was like, he, he showed like a, a kid to like hand his finger and showed you everything, do this, do this, so it was pretty easy for that. Yeah, it was pretty crazy when you told me how untechnical you were when you started. Uh, but actually, before we even get there, um, where like where did you grow up, and what is kind of your your journey? So um, I grew up in India, northern part of India. So um, I'm from the desert part. So uh, I'm from Rajasthan, and uh, when I was like 18, I moved to uh, Australia. I came on a study visa and then um, after that I finished my studies and you know every guy's dream, uh, Indian guy's dream to um, drive a big truck so I become a truckie so I was driving trucks um, like I was driving road trains so wait is that that's every Indian guy's dream is to drive a big truck like a semi truck like um the part like the northern part um the punjabi area like there is a region called punjab so it's the river area so there's a different uh, community that uh, is grew up in that environment that the top level is like being a truck is like you know it's like dashing and you are on top of the world oh is it because there's not that much job opportunity and being a truck driver in, like especially Australia it pays better than most jobs uh, that were available uh, yeah uh, truckies got paid real well and uh, the other thing was like if you want like quick money truck is the best way I will say uh, because you don't have to go like step by step uh, you don't have to build a portfolio before so um, when I started like my first job was like on a 7-eleven and it was like ten dollars uh, an hour and I was doing like one shift in one week and like totally in four shifts in a month so it was really shitty situation wow and the- so you moved to Australia on a study visa and you started working at 7-Eleven for $10 an hour. And then 
you got your the kind of the dream job as a the truck driver was it like a big semi truck like an 18 wheeler or how big was no, it no no i started as a like 10 wheeler uh, kind of thing it's it it's called hr truck and um when i uh, on my first week i did 3 days and i was like from around 420 a month i did in one week like 720 so it was big change for me and then after that rest is history and then i keep growing like uh, every year i change my license to bigger truck okay. so but when i quit my job i was like on road trains so can i ask how much money were you were you earning when you were working in india i, I never worked in india so i worked in australia okay and I, I guess it's, that was already a big move, right? From moving from India to Australia. Is that like a, a big kind of goal for a lot of people? Uh, yes. Uh, I'll say like now when I go back and I see every um, youngster wants to go abroad, it doesn't matter where he wants to, uh, like wherever you want to take them, like all um, like big countries, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, USA, uh, UK, wherever you take them, they will go. I guess yeah. just because the opportunity for jobs are so much better and the pay is so much better than working locally in India, right? Uh, actually, the thing is uh, that there is a mentality now that uh, you can grab um, like more opportunities overseas. But now if I will be advising myself, then when I came here, I could say that if I had the intern course there, I could do that there as well. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, I think the power of location in independent businesses like dropshipping is the fact that you can do it from anywhere in the world. Like I built my stores when I was living in Chiang Mai, Thailand. So there's no reason why someone can't do it from India. You know, I think it's a little bit more difficult in terms of you know getting the business license or having a credit card or having you know, a tax ID, but it's possible. And the nice thing is it's much cheaper, I'm assuming, to live in India than it is Australia. <laughs> so if you're making the same amount, you can save a lot of money. Yeah, and uh, like I'm I'm from like um, middle class family from India, so we are doing just fine there. But uh, I wanted to do on my own. I didn't want it. Like it's culture uh, in India, like, your you inherited your father's earning whatever he has so i if i wanted i uh if i don't go australia that should be fine but what i wanted to do something that i build so that's why i moved to australia and nowadays like a lot of guys just want to do that to get something else that they made so. Yeah, but that's a good mentality. Instead of just being comfortable living off of your parents, which I'm sure he would be happy to keep you close and just, you know, take care of you, basically. Yeah. It's a good entrepreneurial mentality saying, I don't want that easy life. I want to make my own life, even if I have to work hard in another country. Yeah, that that's, that was the mentality that I had, that uh, whatever my father made, it was what he made. What I will made, I can show the world that this what, it is that I made. So yeah, that was the mentality. And uh, when I moved over, uh, I knew that it will not be easy. But yeah, so there was like uh, every student who moves to Australia or anywhere uh, anywhere else, it's not easy for students. But uh, it's like a big change yeah. in your life. 
I love it. I, I've always respected the Asian, uh, the Indian culture. I remember growing up in the U.S. Indian people in the U.S. like during that time, it was kind of the first generation, uh, and they were not treated very, very well. You know, everyone, you know, because of the new, the new people. Yeah, new kid on the block. Yeah, people. Everybody treated them badly. You know. Yep. Yep. And like nobody accepted them. Because, yep. You know. Um. You know. Most like American people, you know, didn't accept them. Asian people, we didn't accept them. We're like, no, they're not Asian. They're yeah. Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah. And Indian people were like, no, we're not from Middle East. <laughs> we're from Asia. <laughs> and you're not from nowhere, right? <laughs> yeah. But like Asian people, like even us, even though we were immigrants, we were already the second or third generation. We're like, no, no, no. We're like yeah. you guys aren't Asian. You guys, mm. you know, you guys are your own like own place. Yeah. But now, just one generation later, you know, at least in the U.S., but really worldwide now. Indian people have some of the best jobs in the world. You know, they're they're seen as not low low skilled labor anymore. Yep, they're seen as high skilled. You know, uh, you know, high skilled workers. Yep. You know, you have the CEO of Pepsi. You have the CEO of Google. Google. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, seventy percent of the tech workers in in San Francisco. Yep, yep. So I think you guys kind of, um, despite. The hardship really just powered through and said, you know what, we're just going to work hard. We're going to study hard. We're going to work hard and we're going to make something of ourselves. Yeah, definitely. When I moved to Australia in 2007, um, then it was like a wave of students coming into Australia. And it was pretty new, as you were saying in back uh, when you was growing. So it was same in Australia because there was no so many indians in australia and like i faced um like a lot of the same thing that it, uh, we was not um accepted as a normal guys but um after sometimes like after two three years uh people knew that these guys work real hard and they take our business from here to here so um they started respecting us but now it's uh, like after 10 years everything is changed now uh, everybody knows who we are and how now um everybody is happy with like indians over there yeah it's it's crazy like it's i think you guys did a good job yeah yeah i'll say yeah uh, like indians are like very hard working they don't mind to go extra mile for the business they're working for so uh that's always a plus yeah and also i think even though culturally people are very different but i think one good thing indian people did was they brought food with them yep and what's funny is the first you know the hundred times i've eaten indian food it's always been at a really nice restaurant with white tablecloth you know uh wine glasses for water and really good service yep and I assumed that every Indian restaurant in India was like the same, but it's the complete opposite. Yeah, it is complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, if anything, it's like really smart that Indian people around the world, they decided, like, it's almost like they secretly said each other, hey, guys, nobody knows that our food is really cheap. <laughs> Let's pretend we're five stars and we'll charge more money. Yeah. We just make it look fancy. And let's not lower the price. Yep, yep. And people will still come. Yep. And they did. Yep. Uh, Indian food is like real good. Uh, I'll say um, if you go to a good restaurant, they always have like professional chefs. But don't go to like very small and on the corner block uh, restaurant because um, you won't 
get that quality i'll say but in india is totally different uh, it's like totally different scene but food is like very good it's good as yeah. well yeah okay i like it i think everyone listening has probably had a lot of indian food yeah so they, they love it so you so okay so at 18 you moved to australia to melbourne was it yeah melbourne right. and how what was life like the you know i guess what was work like driving the truck so i'll show you step by step and you will see the struggle how i i did so i moved to australia i don't know anybody just my one of my best friend he was like before me there uh uh like six months before me and uh he came to pick me up from airport and then where we went there was all students and then um so we was getting higher like in numbers so they want us to leave so i rang back home and i told because i i have a relative in melbourne so we asked his help that can you please organize something for us to live in so he organized a uh, he's like he was very good man so he organized a um flat for us so now there because of the wave everybody is coming to there so it like every month there was two another people who i know or my friend know was coming to us so suddenly there was 15 in one apartment building and like we were sleeping on it was one bedroom apartment and 15 of us wow yeah that's and, insane yeah it was insane right? and but on the uh, saving side the expense was like 45 dollars a month in australia wow, your rent was 45 dollars a month yeah in Melbourne. No, everything like groceries bills and everything so we were saving on that part a but month yes that's like 11 dollars a week yeah 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 in so, australia you can't even buy a hamburger for that yeah 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 so that was the story and then suddenly we realized that we are getting too many so we had to hire another um like we leased another house okay so after 15 people you realize this is looking too much <laughs> yeah because we was all kids uh we was not like uh there was no adults in us so we was happy to do that because uh we wanted to be with each other and save and, money yeah that that was the big part too and then uh yeah so from there it built up so um uh first job as a um 711 uh retail guy i did it for 3 months and then i changed it to restaurant so they was paying me like uh $420 a week and then uh, after 2 years i changed to truck driver do you know that at least in the US it's a stereotype that every person that works at 711 is indian yeah <laughs> yeah i know that yeah 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 is well, why is that uh, happen uh because you know uh, when you uh, go to a new country you take your resume but there is nothing that you can put on the resume because you just came in so you try to go on all the stores and hand your resume that i need the job and i know i don't know why uh 711 is the first thing that offer you a job and you just take it so that's the, <laughs> that's the reason i guess okay nice i thought you really like slurpees or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah <laughs> okay so uh I guess you even then you kind of knew that working at 7-Eleven wasn't going to. No, he fired me. He why? fired oh, me. Why? Oh, yeah. So he fired me because uh, it. Uh, I needed money. So uh, what I 
tried like I will go in farms and I'll try to uh, I think it was tomatoes pick tomatoes so uh, the guy who wanted the uh, like few labor guys to do that so he came in he told us like I'll pay you $20 an hour we said okay it's better than here that I'm getting like $90 a week so I should move on so I just go there like Thursday night was my shift and it was Wednesday so I go there and I did work one day and then he said not $20 so I said nah it was hard work it was not easy so then when I come back it was Thursday was gone so the guy who heard me in first place um he said like you didn't uh you didn't need this job that's why you went so he fired me oh no yeah okay. and the uh, i'll tell you i get that shift after 15 nights of training i wow. did 15 nights in a row uh like continuously and then he gave me first one shift and then because i wanted to try something else so i lose that as well yeah, it's a shame, but at the end of the day, maybe it was good, right? Yeah, it was good. Everything happens for something better. So, yeah, and then I get a job in restaurant. I worked like two years there. So, it was like 420 a week fixed. So, I worked two I uh, uh, two years there and then I changed my friend uh the one who picked me up from airport he he was in trucks so he said leave this come in trucks we'll make money and uh usually indians do drive a lot of taxi in australia uh, and um but we couldn't do that because we was under 21 so we was not uh, old enough to do that so we was forced to trucks so then suddenly we was in trucks and i, I was making like good money okay so you make pretty good money driving a truck was it long distance or no just the short distance okay and what happened then so after that um so money keep rolling in i got my pr i got citizenship and all that and suddenly i realized that time is passing so quick uh long shifts uh 12 hours shifts wow and then one hour to work one one hour back so it's it was like 12 to 14 to 16 hour shifts every day wow so i was so so stressed and i didn't want to do it um i needed money but still want don't want to do it so i started looking for um something else and then uh, i was researching like uh, you know everybody tried to go like how to make money online and all that and i was looking there you know how much crap out there and i stumbled upon one of your podcast it was with an australian guy his name is jose and i forgot the lady's name uh episode 89 if you want to listen so um you was talking to them so because uh your everything was like in youtube if anybody was saying like do this do this people are was from usa but i wanted somebody who is in australia doing something in australia right so um i found that i listened to this it sound legit to me and then i um find your podcast listen to it like two three episode and then i said no i i should start from first one so i switch over to first one and like that time it was like 
earphones in my uh, ears, driving truck, whole day long, listening to your podcast. And then there was like so many reference, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, books and then um, other podcasts like uh, Tropical MBA and all that. I, there was like whole new world open to me. So uh, I, like I listened around 15 days. Your pod- everything wow. was finished. You listened to over 100 episodes in 15 days? Yeah, not only that, books. I, I was continuously listening, not doing nothing that no Facebook, no films no movies nothing at all not talking to anybody um just doing that wow and, and it impacted so hard on me so i was on i still remember i was uh, the guys in australia i'm sure listen a uh, lot of guys listening in australia so i was delivering in um uh, it uh, there is a book called lilydale so i was delivering in lilydale woolworth so um I was sitting there, opened the Dropship Lifestyle uh, um, website, and it was like uh, $999. And so I thought, should I buy this or should I buy Done For You? So, But I had money. I, I, I was able to spend it, but it was like big question, should I do it? I said, fuck it, I'll just go buy it. I spent like $5,000 then and there oh, wow. to get it done so i am fully in so and i get laura to done my first store so what's crazy is when i first started the course was a lot smaller there was no option there's no done for you package yep it was eight videos and each video was like 12 minutes long <laughs> and it was in the beginning it was really cheap it was a couple hundred dollars and Anton, every year he just updates it, adds more, adds more. And then it's very recent. I think just a few years ago, people started asking him a lot, like, can you make the website? Because I don't have tech skills. I'm not like a, you know, and even though Shopify is pretty easy to drag and drop and use templates, there's a lot of people that have zero web skills at all, zero tech skills. So he's like, all right, well, my sister's a designer. She's made a bunch of stores. We can just outsource it to her and she can make the store and just charge more for it. So if you guys haven't checked out the site, you can go to AntonMethod.com and check out Anton's course. Uh, But so you bought it. And then uh, what happened next? So when I bought it, um, so um, I started my niche selection. Uh, They give you like, I think, two weeks to get it everything ready. So I did that. I did my niche selection and I talked to Laura she created the website and because this was the first time I didn't know anything was it hard to go through the niche selection process uh I didn't feel like that hard uh, I when I was listening to your podcast and all that uh, I knew that what should I look for so I already had in mind so but when I was doing the course I, I just tick every area I'll tell you guys it, it was painting store so uh, i was trying to sell paintings um but it was like super fail first one i spent five thousand dollars and it's super fail and why, why do you think it failed uh, because it um there was not enough demand uh, and there was some established guys and uh, and the other thing was like adverts was so new to me so i was questioning i didn't question like the the system i knew that every it's working, it's right. If there is any problem, it's in me or my selection. So then I decided that I should. Why do you think that you had that mindset? Because I'm sure a lot of people 
at that point would have been like, oh, this doesn't work. No, because it was the foundation of like, uh, I'm the type of person, if I don't believe in something, so I, I will not do it. If I'm committed to it, then it's not him, it's me. Yeah, on the first place, I will check everything. I will do everything, every research that I can do, and then I commit to it. So I did that. I listened so many uh, like people. Like everybody was on your podcast was saying like, yeah, it's working. Even though like if two people or three people are saying that it's working, maybe hundred who doesn't put like hundred percent, maybe that's why they are not failing. So and I I can say now uh, that. It was my niche selection that was bad. That's why I got failed. And plus uh, that I didn't try to learn that much. And uh, after that first fail, um, I decided to go with coaching. There's uh, guys, Clint and from Ecom Fire. Um, they offered a course, um, like a, um, a personalized training. So um, I called them. He said to me that if you want, you can select like write 10 niches and I will pick one. You can do that. So I did that. I give him three. I said, select one of them. So um, he selected one. And when it came back, I, I because I was in Australia, I did few tweaks like I uh, entrances like go for one product. But I did go for one industry because my supplies had like couple like whole industry equipment. So um, I put it on my website. I said, "Why not?" Uh, and it it worked. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Great, man. So congratulations for not giving up or not blaming the system. Thank you. <laughs> and just you know, and just going forward because I know it's not easy. You know, especially in the beginning when you're not sure it's not working yet and you spent a lot of money you know yep. you spent five thousand dollars it was six now by then and i was out of money then because i spent so much money so i couldn't turn back to laura because it was another two thousand dollars so i was forced to learn to make the website and after talking to clint um he said okay when you want to come back on i said tomorrow he said okay uh, would you be able to do fix finish it i said okay you don't have to worry about that i will do it and in one day i finished my whole website and next day i was with him with the website wow dude do you remember like what time you went to sleep that night you were just working uh, all no day? i didn't sleep i just <laughs> continuously because i, I i'm i like uh, i didn't know how to send an email then I was so like dumb in uh, technical stuff. So everything I had to do, I had to go on because I heard from you that if you you wanted to ask Anton everything, right? And he was Googling it and then um, you figured it out. If he Googles and tell me, then why not I should do it? So it was in my mind. So I was Googling everything and doing it myself. And if I needed like, because there is not much about uh, Im editing images and finding images where you can find, I'm sure there should be now something like that. But back then it wasn't there. Yeah, that's crazy. It's good that you listened from the beginning because I remember that story. I remember Anton being in Chiang Mai 
And I was lucky. That was one of his first, you know, f- I think I was student number 40 something. So he had time at the time, you know, yeah, now, yeah. He, now he doesn't have time for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would see him every, like once a week and then I would ask him a question that I got stuck on. And normally it's one of those things where it's not something you do all the time. It's like, oh, how do you add this line of code somewhere? Or how do you, you know, besides this? And he would just Google the answer because it's not like he remembers you know every single step on the top of his head or things change right like yep. like what is the dimension for the header for facebook or something right yep, yep. so he'll google it and then he'll be like oh it's this and i would be watching him do it and i would feel so stupid for wasting his time but also wasting my time wait, waiting a week yep to get the answer to this question that i could have just found out myself in five minutes yep yep uh yeah so that's why i'm saying it, it uh, your epi- uh, like whole podcast was so impactful on me i remember everything that you know it's it's highlighted in my mind that if i had any problem so i was thinking like what johnny did here so yeah so i was doing copying you in in, in a sense right uh, and when i showed next day clint clint was out of his like he was laughing like so hard that are you crazy? And I said, you don't know how hungry I am. <laughs> that is amazing. I think that's a yeah. skill that's hard to teach is that hunger to make it work and be willing to work your butt off. Yep. And um, yeah, so that was the thing. And after a um, few days, like I, third days after um, starting my PLS, I had my first sale of like around $500. Wow. Yeah. How did that feel? Hey guys, real quick, I want to tell you more about that super cool luggage I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. It's High Path 2-in-1 luggage. It is designed to be exactly the maximum size for carry-on luggage, which means you can travel the world carrying just these backpacks. And what's really cool is instead of having one giant bag that becomes a little bit useless once you get to your destination, it actually splits into two. It's perfect for digital nomads and people who want to travel like a boss. You get a normal backpack with a laptop sleeve, which is perfect for day trips and working, and a larger piece of luggage that you can just leave at home or in your hotel or your Airbnb when you are in your destination. So between the two bags, you get the maximum amount of luggage allowed by most airlines, and you don't have to check in bags. So check them out. Go to Amazon, type in HYPATH, which is H-Y-P-A-T-H, and you can use the coupon code JOHNNYFD to get 10% off. Once again, go to Amazon.com, type in HYPATH, H-Y-P-A-T-H, and use the coupon code JOHNNYFD to get 10% off. Check them out. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you know, everybody was keep talking like the sound of ching and I was like, I want to feel that feeling so like I, I wanted that so bad. So I was always like near to my ear. I try to listen. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember where you were when you got that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I was coming from my work to my home and uh, on way back, um, my company gave me um, a, 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 a slip to pick up your uh, uniform from one of the stores and uh, so i was pick uh, i picked up and i was coming back home and my phone rang it it, it didn't came straight away my phone rang and uh, the uh, there was a lady she was like uh, blah blah duck uh, uh, is available i said yes um she said okay how do i order i said go online and just place the order and she did so i knew it was coming so i was like uh, putting <laughs> my phone to my ear 
<laughs> to listen that sound uh, yeah so that was the first order and rest is history yeah that's amazing yeah. did you celebrate that night oh my god uh, you don't because um nobody does that in my whole whoever i know so my wife my wife as you know she was very um spectacle about it so she was like why are you not going to work properly uh, i was taking day offs sometimes because i need to get work done on first day she said okay congratulations second day um like on the same day i got another order she was like uh okay good and now i was like every time a order comes up i will chill like <laughs> still now <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no not not now now it's uh, like normal but uh, i remember a day like I, i was having like a very good day um people like don't talk about bad days like uh, everybody has bad days like there's a order cancellation of $6000 and it goes like down um but when i have good days like people uh, my phone start ringing right um and one day it was like $6000 order then next one was 2000 and then 8000 and my was- wife was standing next to me and he was like my heart is beating so far wow that's amazing <laughs> yeah did she did she ever apologize for not believing in you or the system <laughs> yeah she does she okay. does every time when uh, now on retreat she met, met so many people so she was like uh, i didn't believe him yeah. i'm sorry wow. but yeah but now she know that if i am doing something so i do with all my, all of my heart so now she believes yeah yeah well she's laying by the pool right now right yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. and so i think there's some lessons that we can learn from this is sometimes you need to just commit 100% yes and it, even if it doesn't work the first time you have to do whatever it takes to make it work yeah definitely if second doesn't uh, wouldn't work i would start third one would yeah definitely i was so um like i was dreaming about it like crazy did you really not know how to send an email when you started yeah definitely uh, uh, the guy i was talk- uh, my best friend if ever we had any technical problem so we will go to him ask him that um like let's say uh, we want to add a printer on our phone we didn't know how to do it we will go to him uh, and he will just do it and we don't pay attention to it because so was he like your uh, in-house indian tech support <laughs> yeah. yeah no whatever whatever uh, whatever we need like if we are having any type of problem he's a problem solver i'll say from day one so now i do everything myself i never go up to him it doesn't matter what if it financial like anything i do it myself but before if any financial i just call him like uh, this is comes up what should we do and he'll uh, say like i'll call you back so oh, wow. yeah so how did you f- actually find out how to send an email uh, so after that um that um when i bought the course and all that then um i needed to send emails right so uh, i googled it like how to make account on uh, you know gmail and my that's funny my first yahoo mail was created by him as well so he created the mail so i can put it on my resume so if somebody sent a email also but but back then i don't know why it was a big deal to learn all that 
I think I never bothered to learn it. So, yeah. so would he like receive the email and then tell you you had an email? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. It, 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 you know, um, I, I tell you another funny story. Um, back then, I think there was iPhone three came in. So, um, he's told me that there is an iPhone three comes in, but we was kids like so. He said, "I want to buy this. You want to buy this?" I said, "Okay." So, but for four years, we didn't even know that there is apps to play in. So it wow. was just like um, calling somebody, taking pictures, and that's it. So nothing you, else. You didn't even know how to download an no, app. No, nothing, nothing. And then uh, after like three, four years, like one of my friends, show, he was playing a video game, uh, like games on on, uh, on the iPhone. Uh, there was a app. Uh, I think I forgot the name, but. Uh, he was playing. I said, uh, "How you download this?" So he showed me the app store that there you have to make an account and this and that, and you can download whatever you want. So <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so now, you know, you are a successful online business owner. Yeah, that's Did, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think back? Because that wasn't that long ago, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's three years. Yeah, three years. It, it must be night and day, like. It's totally night and day. Uh, uh, what I felt like is it's uh, it's your uh, mindset that if there is something, um, there is a problem, you want to solve it. If you want to solve it, you will find a way. If the, you don't want to solve it, you don't bother. So you, you never learn. So that's the thing. Yeah. Or worst, people use that as an excuse to, uh, to stick uh, where they are. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know why people do that. Uh, if nothing happened to their life, so it's something that they are not doing right. Uh, if like other people, there is so much money in the world. Um, the people who are making money, uh, they are spending like so much time and effort in it to earn it. I don't know where that mindset came from, but I think, uh, yeah, that's what I think. Like if you want to get it something done, so you have to work for it. It doesn't happen like overnight. I think that's the work ethic of the Indian culture maybe maybe but um, I told like I'll say like after my success I try to tell everybody I tell them on their faces that what I sell and try to tell them do it man and you will be successful why are you dying like in hard work when you can do smart work I, I, I had like mind mindset shift so that's why I'm in this but it's their mindset they don't want to do it it's crazy right yeah i i feel like why why are you you not not doing it you can do it it's so insane i'm so i'm so glad i actually came to the job shop retreat here in bali i didn't book my ticket until two days ago i, I wasn't going to come because you know i had sold all my job shipping stores already you know two years ago and even though i'm in the process of starting again to build some new ones yep i was like ah you know i don't really need to go like but as soon as I got here and I started meeting people like you, but also not just you, I met like probably at least 50 other people who had similar stories. They come up and they're like, oh, you know, I heard your podcast, joined the course or like they joined the course first and then they found my podcast or whatever it is. Uh, and they're like, yeah, thanks. You know, it's you know, very motivating. And I would ask them, how are you? How's your story going? Yeah. And I was surprised how many people are so successful, but you never see them post online. You never see them post on Facebook. You never see them on forums, on Reddit or any of these places. And 
it's so refreshing because when I look on Facebook groups or on YouTube comments or you know, you know, these online forums, everybody's still saying like, oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, it's too late now. It used to work, not anymore. Or it doesn't work in Australia. Or it doesn't work here. It doesn't work here. And it drives me crazy because like when you just hear that and you're only online, you're like, okay, maybe it doesn't work. Uh, have you heard the story of Kala? Kala? No. What, what uh, 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 yesterday he gave oh, a yeah. talk. Yeah. Have you heard it? Yeah. Actually, I'm going to get her on the podcast for the next episode. Yeah. The dropshipping mom from Australia. Uh, she, uh, like, she is inspiration to me. You know, she has, like, she as she was telling, like, she had three kids. I was, like, uh, me and my girlfriend at the time. And she was, like, so pissed because I was spending so much time. I didn't give her, like, that much time because I was that hungry, right? But with the kids, it's so hard, like, Adults can understand what the situation is, but kids won't. So it is like uh, she did in a year, I think, 76,000, something like wow, that. Yeah. yeah, so um, in a month. So she started last year. So I think her best month was $76,000 wow. in a month. That's so, insane. Yeah. That's, so, that's way higher than mine. Mine was like 40000 Yeah, mine was like max uh, 43. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but... But the thing is, like, if somebody is saying, like, it's dead, uh, maybe you have to think again because she started, like, last year. Well, what's really funny is I remember everybody was saying, oh, it only works in the U.S. It'll never work in Australia. No, and they no. gave all these reasons, you know. They're like, oh, the, the country's too big. Shipping's too expensive. There's no map policy. There's no minimum advertise policy. And because I wasn't from Australia and I, you know, hadn't met anyone who had done it before, I would... Just be like, oh, maybe you're right, you know, because I didn't know, I didn't know what to say. Yep. I should have said, you know, like everything is possible. Just go for it. Just try it. And with the um, shipping, you say, um, you will surprise how much money I make off the shipping. Oh, you mark it up. Yep. Wow. I do. Yeah. I I I generalize it. Sometimes I lose. Like mostly, I win. You know. Sometimes, like if it's like hundred and fifty dollars shipping. I will say this product will go like 150 but if if it's going too far maybe uh it's $200 I lose 50 but mostly it's like $70 so I make $70 on top yeah cuz most people live in like Sydney or Melbourne they don't live in like Darwin yep, right yep 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 so uh, yeah so uh, it's your mindset what you want to do with it yeah so yeah so I don't know why people say that but uh, I will say like it's wild wild west. So there is so it's a gold mine right now. So if I, you, I think so too. I really think that if you're Australian, you need to get in on it. Yeah, and I'll say it doesn't matter you go in what you will be successful. But you should have to put like the work it takes. You have to go out there, meet your suppliers, and talk to them. Try to explain them. And I think people are opening more to it so now they know what drop shipping is and how it works did you ever face any adversity in calling suppliers on the phone with an indian accent you know uh not really uh when i called my first supplier so it was like uh but i think everybody has butterflies in their um stomach but same with me but I never felt like, but once I'm in front of them, I never try to like do it uh, on over the phone. 
Oh, you'd go meet them in person? Yeah, every wow. time. Every time I'll just try. I'll say, uh, this is what we are trying to do. I want to come and see you. Can you give me a time, please? So they uh, they won't say like, yes, straight away. But they will say, okay, go, you can come and talk to us. But uh, in person, when I talk to them, I explain them. Uh, and you see the reactions, what they have in their faces. If they are interested, if they are not, what you can offer them. So that makes a whole lot of sense. So That is so smart. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are, who are not willing to meet you know meet someone in person. Yeah, it, it, that's the whole like uh, difference in um, what you want to do uh, if you want to make a sustainable like long-term business. So I called my supplier. He, he said yes straight away. But um, then I said no, I just want to meet you. So he said okay, come on. So I go, went to him, talked to him. I explained him what we do and and then the rest is history like i do every time i love it so if any of you guys aren't familiar with anton's method it's very different than drop shipping from china or dropping drop shipping from aliexpress and that model is normally cheap products that you just order off of aliexpress.com it takes a couple of weeks to to arrive you never have to talk to a supplier with anton's method you physically get approved by a supplier or a manufacturer usually in your home country, whether it's Australia or the US or Canada or Europe. And you basically build a wholesale relationship. You know, you get a wholesale discount, you are an authorized dealer, and it's it's crazy. It's It really is a real business. Even though it's online, it is a real business. Yeah, definitely. And uh, after some time, you cultivate like good relationships. And now one of my suppliers is saying, if you want, I can private label my product on your brand. So that's the next thing for me. Wow. And actually, that was one of the talks at the Dropship Retreat this this weekend. Yep. Is the next level of not just dropshipping other people's products, but using that information, using that store, using you know the whole system, and building your own brand around it. And that's kind of the long-term defendable uh, method where... If anything, you can get people to start dropshipping your products and order from you. Yes, uh, uh, there is um, uh, a video on Anton's um, course as well, uh, how you start importing. But there is a big, big, um, like, um, it is already solved for me. My supplier is saying, like, you order better, bigger I'll private label you your brand and uh, it will come to my warehouse. He's ready to do everything as drop shipping, but he will build my brand. So it is a plus. So that's why I feel like you should go and meet them and make the relations and it will be benefiting for you for a long term. That's really smart. Are, are all the suppliers in Melbourne or? Uh, it's Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. Wow. So you actually travel that yeah, far? I do. Yeah, I do travel. So uh, it depends, like, if I need to go um, and see them. So I go, but on the first time, I, I just go. Wow. You know, I think that's really smart. Because once you're in front of somebody, they know you're serious. Yep. And when I tell them, like, I'm from Melbourne, just came to meet you, then they know how serious I am. So if I am spending that much money, to uh, get their product on my website and uh, then they are like more than happy to do that yeah i can definitely see that like i think a lot of people don't realize that it doesn't cost 
a supplier to make you an authorized dealer, it just costs them time. Yep. But time is money, and they don't want to waste their time with some idiot calling that doesn't know what they're talking about, that doesn't have a marketing plan, that's not serious, that maybe doesn't even have a website yet. Yep. And you know, then also like if you're calling, you might just be some random Indian guy from India or VA or something that people you know they don't know you're serious, they don't know you're a real person, they don't know you're you know, living in Australia, that you're serious about starting a business. And people are like afraid of afraid of so much scamming around. And because I got the accent, so I don't think like it's the uh, like everybody have to have to go and meet them. But it's a plus if if the supplies in your area, then just go and meet them. Yeah. So in my case, I was in Thailand, so I couldn't go see any of my suppliers. I got all the relationships over the phone but it definitely helped that i have a an american accent yep and it definitely helps that i'm able to talk you know confidently with them over the phone you know make them feel like they're not going to waste their time if they approve me but even though i never actually needed to see them in person when i was visiting california for the holidays i made a point to go see them in person and it made our relationship much stronger. Yep. I got better pricing. Yep. I got insider information about which products are selling better. Yep. I got to take you know photos and make videos inside the warehouse to show how legit we were. It really helped. Yeah, it it does make a lot of difference. Like if you just, it's all about like going extra mile. You know, so uh, it makes like if they, uh, the others are dropshipping the same products, but you are trying to be closer to your supplier, it definitely helps. Yeah, I love that. It's really, really great. So can I ask you how much revenue you're generating now? So it's around 60000 a month average uh, for like all my three stores. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. And about how much profit is that? So it's almost around like average around 20% uh, profit. Okay, so that'll be what? 60? So it's around, uh, I never calculated. <laughs> so it's around $12,000. Wow. Uh, and, uh, yeah, $12,000. That's a lot. Yeah. That's well over six figures a year. Yeah, that's, that's why I was able to start my uh, offline business as well. So because I was cultivating that um, and... So I started my another business offline one. Uh, actually, I tried to niche it. Like I was trying to make a um, a, a store dropshipping store, and then I realized um, people are more in- interested in install getting the item installed. So um, then I said, okay, uh, I can get supplies, but I need to get a team as well. So I found that. A lot of Indian guys are doing this. I bought a ute. Uh, ute is like a pickup truck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I bought a ute, uh, bought a trailer, bought some equipment. Find two Indian guys, like they are my good friends now. So and I subcontracted them. So now they are installing and I'm doing supplies as well. So that's really cool. I think yeah. that's really smart. That's yeah. another level. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Every opportunity that comes in my way, I try to maximize it. So uh, that was something that I, but I'm still learning in that area uh, because offline business, uh, the other thing is like dropshipping is easy. Somebody pays you, you pay the supplier and job done. You ship, uh, supplies will ship it and all that. It's easy. But when it's like you get like a customer, 
you have to give a quote then they say yes then they pay 50% upfront then you have to do the job and then after job done it depends on them if they want to pay or not if they are not paying then you have to follow them with emails if they still don't want to pay then you have to go legally and all that but i'm still learning so uh, it's a learning cur- curve every time but you know uh, it's a new opportunity i'm uh, like exploring but we'll see how it goes well, that's cool i mean and i think do you think that the skills that you learned from running the online business has helped with the offline business yeah definitely if you talk to suppliers and uh, you tell them you have like these website you are already doing business and these are these are my website i, I registered my companies as well so like i am fully legit person so it's a lot easier now to talk to people and i do make money on my business so it gives you so much confidence now i feel like i'm a businessman you know yeah so, you are a businessman yeah. you're no, no so, longer a 7-eleven cashier yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so that makes a whole lot of difference and uh, all the skills are so if i say i didn't learn from online business so very it came from so definitely it came from like online business as well can you imagine what your life would be like if you're still a truck driver so it will it would be same what uh, today is sunday right I, I would be at home but like i would be uh feeling about waking up tomorrow early and like um thinking oh man should i have to go again like like that would be the feeling in my mind but now it's like so much changed uh i'm planning to travel now a little bit we'll see how it goes so i'm planning to come in thailand yeah, end of this year or starting of next year so we'll see how it goes i love it come for the nomad summit yeah i will definitely come and see you there in thailand that'd be great so if you guys want to hang out and you want to meet in person and and not just with us but kind of all the hundreds of other people who have done the same thing mm. The Nomad Summit is going to be in Chiang Mai, January 19th, 2019. You can get tickets at nomadsummit.com. And is it going to be your, your first time in Thailand? Yes. Uh, this is the first time in out of like India and Australia. I go out somewhere just to visit and explore. This is the first time. Nice. What do you think of Bali so far? Uh, it's beautiful. It's so nice. How was yesterday's rafting? Yeah, the white water rafting was amazing. Oh. It was so beautiful going down the like the river and the jungle. Uh, it uh, like it was intermediate, uh, not intermediate. It was starting uh, rafting, but like starters, uh, beginners rafting. But the scenery, oh my god, it was so beautiful. Every corner there was like a waterfall there. Yeah, there was so many waterfalls, and I remember one point the they carved statues into the rocks yeah yeah uh, the crocodile and the uh, uh, like buddhis and like uh, yeah this was so amazing it was beautiful yeah i love it i mean i would never live in bali as an entrepreneur to do online business just yep. because the infrastructure sucks here the internet still sucks it's hard to get around it's just all these things like aren't as good as Chiang Mai. yep but it is so beautiful and, like if you want to be an Instagram model, <laughs> come to Bali. Actually, don't no, go to Chiang Mai. All the Instagram models should go to Chiang Mai. But um, no, if you want to take you know beautiful photos for your Instagram, come to Bali. And but if you want to like level up your business, go to Chiang Mai. 
yeah definitely that that's the another reason i this is the first time i was thinking like how will i feel uh when i will see other people who are has the same mindset as me doing the same thing because i was not able to connect with other people like other indians do like uh, in in there in melbourne they they have their own business but they had no idea what i do i explained to them but they don't get it so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was so hard to explain and uh, you know talk to somebody who is like you and but here i feel like i'm at home you know it, the feeling of like people around you they, you know them they understand you you understand them yeah it's a total different feeling it's a great feeling yeah it is like yeah how does your like, your friends and family back home where do your parents live now uh they are in india okay. how do they feel about what you've done they are proud uh they was like never against entrepreneurship but the thing is like the thing capping like i will say the bottleneck is like uh the mi- mindset that we can do this uh that's the bottleneck i'll i'll say like if a indians go on save and then first thing he most of them they will do open a restaurant either buy a taxi or buy a truck as a truck driver i should be buying my own truck but i was like so uh embedded in my mind that i'm not going to in trucks no matter what so i will do something else whatever my life will show me but i won't go in trucks yeah so that's the reason yeah when i told them that i'm now selling online and all that like they are educated people they are not like very uneducated my uh, dad is like he did uh, he was educated lawyer and uh, so i am from educated family but the thing is like they was open to entrepreneurship so uh, they are real proud and they were so happy but they are not uh, sporting with the travels because <laughs> as i explained you like it's a cult- it's not cultural thing to travel in india in yeah. where i came from right uh, yeah it's it's so crazy but it's great that you've bypassed it all and Ye- you're you know i mean i guess you're living the indian australian version of the american dream now yeah 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 and the other thing is like my friends my family they never said like no you shouldn't do it even though my wife she was spectacle about it but she never said you shouldn't do it she was like okay go do it do what you want and so that helped a lot uh, but they don't they don't understand what i do but they are always like if i i am trying to do something they is always behind me try do it if you lose money we are there to help you okay. so yes i think that's really great that your wife was supportive i think that's a quality that everyone should look for in a partner is someone who is going to support you when you're trying when you're you know even if you fail you know don't say oh i told you so or oh you loser but instead say you know if you we, think this is right keep going right? yeah she was like uh if i would fail she will would like at least we tried yeah. you know you never know if you don't try yeah and maybe it's good for her to be a bit skeptical in the beginning yeah it's 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 life you know um as a guy uh, i might be like a bit yeah uh, running from my responsibilities but she's a girl she has to look for everything you know <laughs> and uh, if um if my parents are like 
he is stupid you have to take care of him so uh she, it was her response uh, responsibility to take care of me so that's why she was spectacle about it yeah but what is she doing right now uh maybe she's uh just she got manicure pedicure done <laughs> in a five star and now i'm hoping she's down there uh, near the pool and enjoying maybe a cup of coffee or something <laughs> it's a great life so congratulations for everything that you've achieved it, it really is an amazing story yeah thank you very much uh, do you hang out online anywhere if people want to try to reach out or find yeah, you yeah um i do have my facebook account it's amrit atwal and uh, just uh, send me a friend request and s- send a message say hi i'll just resp- respond to that i do have instagram it's ari_atwal and i do have a um, youtube channel as well if you want to see uh, but it's in uh, like punjabi it's a regional language so uh, you won't understand what i say but if you want to see those uh, it's punjabi blogger p u n j a b i v l o w g e r so yeah or you can look up his music videos punjabi mc <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, so different different Punjabi guy. Yeah, he's different but you know Punjabi music of course, is big, man. It's great. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. Okay, really cool. I'm glad uh you came out. Yeah, it is real pleasure. Um I'm not sure that uh I commented on one of your you know how do we uh, review? So I send a review and I uh, in the reviews I explained everything like I was like drifting blah 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 and I write in that that uh it was I don't know which episode it is but I said it will be a dream to come and talk to you on your podcast one day so this is dream come true well you know what I I think this this would be amazing if I can get every single listener to go through the process themselves put in the work become successful meet me somewhere out in the world. I would I love these podcasts. These are my favorite episodes. Yeah. People who became a, started as a listener and are now a guest and sharing their success and teaching others. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh if uh, that's what I learned from Johnny that um if you put your hard work in it, there's nothing that will stop you. Maybe if uh if it's working for others it should work for you if it's not working look in yourself that what you are doing wrong and figure it out and you will be successful i love it and just remind everyone it's you don't necessarily have to do drop shipping the same mindset you can take it with whatever business that you guys or girls or working on whether it's fba or publishing or any of the hundreds of other online businesses we've talked about on this podcast use that mindset push forward make it happen don't have any excuses don't give up and but if you guys honestly if you guys are from australia or the us anton's course really is the best thing i found that's why i recommend it to everyone i know there's a ton of information out there about dropshipping but i promise you guys there's no better course out there there's no better community there's no like there's nothing else that's proven to work and on I think that my biggest fear is when people try to follow some like, you know, random guy on YouTube or some, you know, $3 course on Udemy. It might, that person might not have ever had success. They might not have any idea what they're talking about. The other people in the course are probably, you know, not very motivated either because they didn't spend the money to to join. You know, they're not 
flying out to Bali to meet each other in person. So I can't recommend any of those courses. And but Anton's course, I know it works. It's worked for me. It's worked for Amit. It's worked for literally hundreds, if not thousands, of other people. So if you guys are from the U.S. or Australia, or if you want to be a pioneer and make it work in your country, it's AntonMethod.com. That's my link. And I appreciate you guys listening and sharing this episode with with any of your friends. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll say like, it doesn't matter what you do. Do it whole heart. Like, don't give like I did my ninety five percent heart with ninety five percent of heart. Give it hundred percent, and see what happens. Like, there is I don't think there is any reason that you should be failing. Like, if you are giving hundred percent, believe in one thing and try to not distracted with like every shiny object. Do it like put your all believe in one thing, and you will be successful. I hope. I love it. Can you say thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast in Punjabi? Thank you. Bahut bahut tanwa tada Punjabi podcast sun lai. Love it. Thanks guys for listening. See all of you guys next week. Please like, share, and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps other people find it. And let me know what you guys are working on. Love to see you out here at you know in person, whether at the Nomad Summit in January or maybe at the next job shopping retreat. Take care. See all you guys next week. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus "How to Choose the Perfect Niche" episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.